on the mountain, in the valley, in the crowded streets, or the empty desert, in our hope, and in our waiting, we are never alone. Christ Church, Pastor Bob, uh, lead pastor here at Christ Church. Good morning, Upper Room, and uh, all the folks uh, joining us online. Uh, glad uh, you're with us this day as well. Uh, well, we are in our Christmas series around the theme uh, God uh, with us. And uh, we've been trying to look at all of those situations in life uh, that we all go through. So uh, we uh, started out talking about uh, valleys. Uh, and uh, last week we talked about uh, wildernesses. Uh, next week uh, we're going to talk about uh, God with us in the streets. So I hope you're going to be for, here for that. You're going to hear over and over this morning because uh, I want you to remember, remember next week we only have one service time uh, next week. So we're only going to be with the Christmas weekend gathering on Sunday morning for one service at 9.15. So if you show up at usual time at 9.15, you're good. Right, But we're going to be worshiping both here and in the upper room uh, at 9.15. But that's our only uh, opportunities next Sunday, but a ton of services the following day on, uh, on Christmas Eve. Uh, but then we'll be talking about uh, in, the, in the streets. Uh, and uh, today we're talking about God with us on the mountaintops. And all of it, all of it is uh, just, again, looking at what does it mean to say God with us in the variety of situations and circumstances of our life, and it comes to us uh, from uh, this verse in Matthew 1. It's kind of our theme for the whole series. Uh, and notice verse 22, don't miss that. I'm going to talk about that on Christmas Eve, that uh, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message uh, through his prophet, right? So just a reminder next week is in the streets, but then Christmas Eve will be wrapping up the series just around that theme, God with us. Okay, so a different message on Christmas Eve, which means you're supposed to be here Sunday and Christmas Eve. Thank you. Good. And it's all around verse 23. Let's read it together. You ready? Here we go. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Manuel, which means God is with us today. What does it mean for us to say God is with us in those experiences of our lives that we might look at and define and call mountaintop moments, right? Mountaintop experiences. Uh, when we get into Scripture, mountaintops are important places. We can go back through the Old Testament and see all kinds of really significant experiences that take place uh, at mountaintop kind of uh, locations. And here's just a few of them. Uh, remember that Abraham uh, was called to really test his faith by taking Isaac up the mountain to sacrifice uh, Isaac. Remember, God took Abraham also up a mountain and showed him all of the promised land and said, look, this is the promise I'm making to you. All this is going to be yours, your ancestors. 
right? You're going to have as many ancestors as the stars in the sky and sand on the, on the shores, and I'm going to bless you and bring you prosperity and all the good stuff, right? The promise and blessing of God. All that happened on a mountaintop. Uh, then Moses encounters God uh, up on Mount Sinai. He also receives the Ten Commandments up on Mount Sinai. Elijah, the prophet, he uh, overcomes the false prophets of Baal, big mountaintop moment. And then Elijah also encounters God uh, on the mountaintop. Here's the bottom line. Mountaintops uh, in the Old Testament, really for us, mountaintops are those places of the greatest opportunity for us to see how obvious God is. It's in the mountaintop moments when it is easy for us to see how obvious God is. Let me prove that to you by showing you one of my uh, favorite places. It's not really a mountain, but it's pretty high. Uh, this is up in the, the BWCA, up in the Boundary Waters, right? I lead a trip uh, every summer up into the Boundary Waters. Beautiful place. Uh, and this is up on top of something called Picture Rock. Pretty good view? Not bad, huh? Yep, and guess what? When you're up there and you're just kind of surveying it all and taking it all in, it is so dang obvious how awesome uh, God is. Right? When, when you're there, you're just looking at that. And uh, look how small those canoes look, by the way, there. Can you see the canoes by the island? How small they look? And how big and majestic everything else looks from up there. That's kind of what mountaintop moments do for us, right? In those mountaintop moments, uh, those are the moments when it's the greatest opportunity for us to just kind of see God at work so obviously. Now, as we think about mountaintop experiences... Uh, it's not just mountaintop places like Picture Rock, right? It's not just the geography of being on top of a mountain. But in our life experience, we also have mountaintop experiences, right? And so as we're talking this morning, it's important that you begin thinking about how do you define those mountaintop experiences, not just places that you may have been, but how do you define those mountaintop experiences uh, in your life? Uh, most likely, if you think about mountaintop experiences in your life, you're going to associate it, uh, them with uh, times in your life uh, of great kind of prosperity, right? And, that, and I use that word this morning not just in terms of financial prosperity, but just, just life prosperity, right? That, that life is just good, right? That, that everything is just good. Your relationships are good. Your, your work is going good. You're economically prosperous. I mean, everything is just good. It's all just kind of coming together, and it's just like one of these exhilarating places and seasons of life, right? You may even look at it and look at your life in those times and say, man, right now in my life, I am on top of the world. Heard that phrase before? What's that trying to say? Mountaintop moment, right? Ah, oh, man, it is so good. Life is so awesome right now. I am just, wow, on top of the world, right? It's those seasons or experiences where we look back and just say, wow, this is just a season experience of incredible prosperity. Now, it's in those seasons that God should be 
most obvious. The challenge for us is that it's in those seasons that we have the greatest risk of falling asleep to that truth. Let me prove that to you by taking you to a mountaintop moment. This is in Mark 9. It's an incredible uh, mountaintop moment. So incredible that uh, three out of the four Gospels record this experience, right? So uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all three of them record uh, this experience. We're going to look today at Mark 9, and we're going to also look at Luke. Uh, but they record this experience. It is incredible mountaintop moment. And so Jesus is doing his ministry, and it says that after six days, he took Peter, James, and John with him, and they led them up to a high mountain. So where are they going? They're going up on top of a mountain, hence a mountaintop moment by geography, but it's also a mountaintop moment by what happens up there. Now, he takes Peter, James, and John. These become kind of these elite three that have a few experiences with Jesus that the other disciples don't have. And so if you go just in Mark one chapter earlier into eight, in Luke it's a couple chapters earlier, uh, Peter, James, and John also go with Jesus, but they go into Jairus' home. Now, you go back and read that story, and Jairus was a leader in the community, and, you know, upstanding guy, comes to Jesus, says, my daughter is sick. In fact, she's really sick unto death. Can you come and heal her? And she says, sure, hey, I'll go do that. Fine, good. Gets partway there. Some people come and say, don't bother the rabbi. She's already gone dead. Don't worry about it. Jesus goes anyway. He goes into Jairus' house, and he takes Peter, James, and John into the room where the girl is lying dead. And he brings her back to life. Mountaintop moment? Amen. Holy cow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Haven't seen that lately. I mean, can you imagine Peter, James, and John in that moment? It's like, what did he just do? Holy cow. What did my eyes just experience? Right? I mean, this would be like, wow. This would be mountaintop moment on steroids, right? Peter, James, and John, they witnessed this experience. Okay, now, next chapter in Mark, Jesus comes to him and says, Peter, James, John, uh, hey, uh, I want you to come with me. We're going to go up this mountain. What would be your expectation if you were Peter, James, or John when you started going up this mountain? I mean, what would you think as you were going up the mountain, having just gone privately with him and seen this incredible experience? I mean, wouldn't you mosey up the mountain going, yo, wonder what's next, right? I mean, wouldn't you be wandering up the mountain going, talking to each other, going like, I wonder what he's going to do now, right? The trouble is, the text tells us they go up the mountain and they're sleepy. This is the risk of mountaintop moments. The risk in our life when we experience mountaintop moments where God is the most obvious, it's easy for us to close our eyes and miss it. 
it's easy for us in those experiences when life is just going great, everything's coming together, to get so wrapped up in ourselves that we miss how obvious God is. Now, I didn't put this in your notes, but if you got a pen and you got the, the notes out, you're going to want to write this one down. You ready? When you're up on a mountaintop, don't forget who made the mountain. When you're up on a mountaintop, don't forget who made the mountain. You see, that's our risk. When things are going so great, when things are just going fantastic for us, it, it's easy to get so full of ourselves that, that we just get sleepy to the truth. This is all God's grace. This is all God's doing. How obvious it is, the goodness of God in my life. But when they became fully awake, when they paid attention, when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and two men standing with him. They go up on the mountain, and when they're fully awake and paying attention, they see how obvious God is. That right in front of their eyes, Jesus gets transfigured. We'll see it later in the text. That he becomes brilliantly white like lightning. And, God, and, and Jesus' divinity, his God nature, becomes absolutely glaringly, brilliantly clear. When we're in mountaintop moments, when there's seasons of prosperity, when life is going awesome and we're on top of the world, we got to be careful we don't doze off. we got to be attentive and awake because on the mountaintop is the place where God is most obvious. How do we do that? Well, it's on the mountaintop of all the places we need to be really attentive to prayer and praise. Now, we've already talked about being in the valley. We've already talked about being in the wilderness. What was one common thing about those two things? Well, when you're in the valley and when you're in the wilderness, how easy is it to pray, right? I mean, you're all over it when you're in the wilderness or when you're in the valley. The problem for us is when we get in the mountaintop, we get into a season of prosperity, it's easy again to get sleepy to these things and the obviousness of God when the reality is when you're on the mountaintop, this is the place you really need to pray. This is the place because God is most obvious in the mountaintop. Let me prove it. Look here. About eight days later, uh, Jesus said, hey, he took Peter, James, and John, and they went with him up on a mountaintop to do what? They went to the mountaintop to... What do you got to make sure you do on the mountaintop? When God is most obvious, when he's most close to you, when it's most clear to you, this is the time, this is the place. When you can't snooze, you got to just step into the experience of prosperity and make sure you're praying. Because when you pray, incredible things happen on mountaintops. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as brilliant as a flash of lightning. On the mountaintop, not snoozing, absolutely awake, engaged in the experience of 
understand the obvious nature and presence of God working in their lives in that moment, they had the awesome opportunity to see Jesus transformed in his divinity right in front of them. When we're on the mountaintop, this is the time we really need to push ourselves, press ourselves, and make sure we don't snooze and become sleepy to our spiritual practices. Being in prayer, being in worship, gathering with other Christ followers. Right? We got folks in the atrium today who are part of our prayer ministry. And uh, man, if you want to do more with that, if you want to understand more about that, that's why they're there. To just to help you get engaged, help you grow in, in uh, that prayer experience. So when you're on that mountaintop, uh, you're engaged uh, in that opportunity, right? So see them if you want to grow in this afterwards. Uh, but that's the caution. The caution of mountaintops is to not forget who made the mountain. We get that caution from Deuteronomy uh, as the people of God are getting ready to go in and experience incredible prosperity that they've never experienced before, right? Remember, they were slaves in Egypt. They've wandered in the wilderness for uh, 40 years, right? So they don't even have a clue what prosperity looks like. And before they go into the land, God gives them a word of warning. He says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large, flourishing cities. Does that sound like prosperity? Mm-hmm. Large, flourishing cities that you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things that you did not provide, wells that you didn't dig, and vineyards and olive groves. Prosperity? Vineyards and olive groves that you didn't plant, then when you eat and are satisfied, prosperity on top of the world, when you eat and are satisfied, be careful. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. When we're on the mountaintops, when we're in that incredible season where we feel like, man, we are on top of the world. Those are the opportunity and invitations because God is so obvious. Don't get sleepy. Don't forget who made the mountain. In fact, the call on our life in those mountaintop moments is to go beyond just acknowledging the presence of God, but on those mountaintop moments, it is to make sure we're as faithful on the mountaintops as we are in the valleys. Isn't it true that when you're having a mountaintop moment, when things are going great, everything's coming together, it's easy to forget. It's easy to get sleepy on all kinds of places. It's easy it's easy to forget about our spiritual practices and not show up on Sunday morning because, after all, there's other things we could do. It's easy to forget and get sleepy in all kinds of things, including our obedience. When they were up on the mountaintop, Peter, James, and John, they're watching this whole experience, Peter being who he is, he says, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let's put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Now, notice the next phrase I highlighted for you. 
he did not know what he was saying. He didn't know what to do, right? They're up on, the, up on the mountain. They're having this incredible mountaintop moment, and he didn't know what to do with the moment. Question for us. When, when you're in that season of prosperity and things are going incredibly good, do you know what to do with the moment? Do you know what to do? With, with the prosperity, with that incredible stuff that's happening in your life. Peter didn't know what to do. And, and so he starts babbling his mouth about, about shelters. And the great thing is, the Father, God the Father, steps in in that moment. And look at verse 34, the next phrase. It says, while he was speaking, this is God's way of saying, Peter, shut it down, buddy. Close the app, Okay zip it okay um just just take in the moment right and notice what god tells him to do while peter is like i don't don't know what to do here maybe we should build shelters and god just close it down a cloud appeared and covered them and they were afraid of entering the cloud and a voice came from the cloud saying this is my son whom i have chosen do what listen to him The invitation is to be as faithful on the mountaintop as we are in the valley or in the wilderness. Not get sleepy, but be as faithful on the mountaintop when things are going so well as we are when we're in the valley or in the wilderness. The psalmist picks it up. The psalmist says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is where? With us. See, when we're in the mountaintop moments, when there's those those seasons of prosperity and everything is just incredible and good and awesome, we need to remember another mountaintop. We need to remember the mountaintop called Golgotha. Because Jesus went up on this mountaintop and was transfigured, but when his life came to an end, he was on another mountaintop. And when he was on that mountaintop, all he could think about was you. When he was on that mountaintop, all that was on his mind and heart was you and your life in Christ. And it's foreshadowed when he's on the other mountaintop, when he's with Peter, James, and John. This whole thing is foreshadowed. It says, two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, and they were talking to Jesus. So he's transfigured. He's as white as lightning. Two guys show up, Moses, lawgiver, Elijah, great prophet, right? And they begin talking to Jesus, and we get to understand what the content of their conversation is. They spoke about his departure. Notice the footnote. His exodus. What are they talking about? They're talking about the hill called Golgotha. They're talking about the time when Jesus will be faithful and think about us more than himself. When he'll be faithful and he will accomplish what the Father desires and give up his life. The exodus where he will save us 
from our slavery and our brokenness to sin and deliver us into the freedom of living an abundant, incredible life that includes mountaintops. When we're on the mountaintop, we need to remember another mountaintop called Golgotha. I shared this verse with you last week and focused on the last half, that Christ came just at the right time. But don't miss the first half of the verse. One, we were utterly, what's the word? And that's true when we're in a valley, in a wilderness, and we're on a, we're on a mountaintop. Without Christ, we are utterly helpless. When we're in those mountaintop experience, the invitation is to see how obvious God is. And to not get so full of ourselves that we get sleepy and snooze to the reality. All of it is a gift and the grace of God at work in our life. The truth is, mountaintops are incredible and awesome, but they also disappear. True? Mountaintop moments, incredible, awesome, fantastic, but they also disappear. What does not disappear? The truth that God is with us. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. That's awesome. That is fantastic. They had the incredible mountaintop moment, and when it was all done, what did they still have? Jesus. No matter what happened, when they were in the exhilarating moment of seeing him transfigured, brilliant like lightning, wow. And yet when it was all done, they still had Jesus. Mountaintops will come. And we should enjoy them and revel in them. But don't forget who made the mountain. And when they disappear, God is still with us. It goes back to our verse. God is still with us. Now let me give you just one little footnote, okay? One little footnote to today's uh, message about mountaintops. Here's the footnote. Mountaintops come with great responsibility. We can enjoy them. Incredible. We should. But we're on the mountaintop. We can't forget the responsibility we have. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until, if you got your notes out, Circle, underline, highlight, put stars next to, whatever you need to do. Upper room, shout out the word until. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Right, until, right? Don't miss that word, right? Until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Guess what's already happened? That. He already has. That means that if you've had a mountaintop moment in your life, and you're down into the mountain, down from that mountaintop moment, what do you get to do? Tell people about your mountaintop. You see, the deception of the mountaintop is that somehow we think it's all about us, and it's not. It is always all about 
him. Even the mountaintops. When we're on the mountaintop, it is the opportunity to not only experience the obvious presence and nature of God, but it is the opportunity when we come down the mountain to tell somebody how awesome, incredible God is. When we come down the mountain, we give a witness to the goodness, the power, and the grace and the love of God. Peter did it. He wrote about in 2 Peter about his experience up on the mountaintop. He said, we ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. Footnote, mountaintops come with responsibility. When you're on a mountaintop, don't forget who made the mountain. When you're on a mountaintop, Boy, take in the obvious nature of God. Don't fall asleep. Be in prayer and be in praise. And when you come down, tell somebody how good and great God is. Let's pray. Father, thanks that we can enjoy mountaintop uh, moments, that uh, we can just see you so obviously at work. We praise you that there are times in our lives, seasons, when that happens, and we're just uh, full of you. Help us to not fall asleep, to snooze in our practices of prayer and praise, and uh, help us to live into the responsibility to be able to uh, tell others about you and share in that prosperity of the good news. Thank you, Lord, that we can... Uh, when it's all done, even when they disappear, that we can know you are indeed with us. So we just praise you and thank you this day for all your goodness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.